from the woods at trails rock podcast we had our normal um entry music this week instead of me singing some silly song um so i promised i wouldn't do that again so i didn't so we had our normal music um last week we talked with josh frankel about some of our favorite things in trail running um but february will bring us two new themes that we'll celebrate the first theme um february being kind of the month of love with valentine's day mixed in there and also february is black history month so we will have a conversation at some point this month on uh, black history and, and its roots in, in um, american and even some local trail running um but we have a special guest um today that's going to be talking to us about sort of running locally and i wanted to sort of um read something to him before we announced who it was and this was a message that I got. I was doing some research back in 2016, and I noticed uh, I was writing an right article. <laughs> I was writing an article back in 2016, and I noticed a, a Twitter account that said Rochester Running Company. And I was like, there's no such thing as Rochester Running Company. I know every running store, every owner, every man. I'm, I'm like, I know everybody in Rochester that's doing this thing. And so I sent a message basically like, hey, who are you? And this is what I got back. It says, thanks for your interest. <laughs> Just getting our company started and would love to meet with you to discuss our vision and connect if you are available this coming week. Let me know if you would be interested as I am excited to bring something positive to this community. Would love to hear your story and your thoughts. Thanks, Jonathan. And then a couple of weeks later, we met for Chipotle um, almost exactly seven years ago today. So Aww, he even knows yeah, the date so, you met. I, well, I went back and looked that up because I like to do a little bit of research. <laughs> yeah. So Jonathan from Rochester Running Company is here today. Welcome. Thank you, Eric. Um, so yeah, one of the things that struck me about this when I went back and reread that, and I think that you and I have a similar viewpoint on what we think community should be and, and what we think running should be. But you started this company as as you essentially, but your language in your message was was us our we right like it was never about like me i myself right you you were looking to do something that um was about more than just you and i thought that was pretty interesting so um tell us about th that language and why that was important to you yeah i mean on this theme of you know of love i guess for the you know for the month you know it really is what the store started at least out of, you know, like the love for the community and love for Rochester. I mean, I, I grew up in Rochester and I always enjoyed the city and I always got tired of people kind of saying that there was nothing to do here and that they wanted to leave, you know, and that to me, it was like, I'm devoting my, yeah. my, my, you know, my adult life to staying in Rochester and being where my family is. So I don't want to just be another, you know, miserable person here in Rochester saying how bad it is, you know, so right. can we make something positive out of, you know, maybe the cold or the snow or things like that. Like I love seeing 
you guys actually crave the snow because you can do outdoor activities. I you know? love it. We, we both don't crave it. Okay. <laughs> but listen, last, last night at like six o'clock with headlamps on, we went cross country skiing in the park up here and we had the whole place to ourselves because I do crave the cold and the yeah. snow and she puts up with it for me. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but that was, I guess, kind of our, our first question then when we get into it, it's, uh, you know, you, you started to touch on it a little bit, but like, why this city, you know, why Rochester, why put your store in the city? It seems like most folks that do this sort of thing all around the country, they, they work into those like suburbs where you would say are maybe a little more affluential or have a little bit more influence. And, and you said, no, I'm going to stick this in the city. Why is that important to you? Sure. Yeah. I mean, the city's, you know, important to me for, I guess, you know, like two reasons. One, I grew up in the city. I grew up in the 19th ward. So I always, you know, felt comfortable there where I know a lot of people, you know, anywhere in the city, you know, some, for some people is, is scary, you know, and, um, and there's parts of the 19th ward that, I mean, even as a kid, we didn't really maybe, um, you know, go to or go alone, you know, as, as often because it maybe wasn't as, you know, as good of a, an area or you might not want to, you know, go in, you know, after dark. Um, but, uh, you know, generally I wanted to get people, you know, like provide an environment that people could get more comfortable in the city. And secondly, I mean, I think, you know, if, as far as, you know, as running with, with trails and, and paths and, and parks, I mean, there's the really, you know, outside of, of, uh, of maybe two of the parks in Rochester, we have about four, I think four of the best parks to run in, in Rochester. And we have, the river trail and the canal trail right within, um, you know, a mile of our location. So, I mean, you could literally yeah. run to Buffalo or, you know, Syracuse if you want <laughs> right, to, right from the from, store, right from our store, you know, yeah. within, you know, so and, and, snackies for the road yeah, <laughs> and avoid, you know, like traffic. So, yeah. So that's kind of where, you know, why I put the storm where we did. That's awesome. I love it. Um, I love seeing the pictures and the routes posted every week for the group runs mm -hmm. and like seeing, you know, Mount Hope Cemetery might be included in a route or running through neighborhoods that would include like the Susan B. Anthony house and like just taking in the history that Rochester has mm -hmm. and, and like this like great cultural scene that a lot of people are like, oh, Rochester. And like to, to turn that on its head and say, no, this is a, a pretty great place. Mm -hmm. and. Sheila and I talk about it all the time. We, we love this area. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's so much to do and so many cool things. And I don't, I, I feel like people sometimes forget or don't even realize. Mm -hmm. So it's cool that you are bringing kind of more awareness to some of the different places to run. Do you have a favorite place to run? I mean, my favorite place, honestly, is um, I love I love Genesee Park Boulevard. You know, if I'm going to run on the street, you know, yeah. like um, Genesee Park Boulevard and that, you know, whole uh, area that I grew up in. I mean, it's just you can get on the canal right there, too. Yeah. And the streets look long and, and, and I think really beautiful, especially during those times of the year, like the fall. You yeah. know, it's tree lined. Um, you know, it's it's, it's really, uh, you know, beautiful uh, right now. I mean, you know, like I run a lot in, you know, Menden, in Menden Ponds Park is kind of mm -hmm. like you know, my favorite kind of trail running, yeah. you know, area. So that was um, last week. That was Josh Franco's favorite park mm -hmm. to, to run into. It's yeah. again, it's just so buried down there. Yeah. There's a lot of different so, stuff. So you yeah. grew up in Rochester. Did you go to, what did you do for schooling? Were you, were you a private school boy or were you a public school boy? I was, I was a private school boy. <laughs> I went to, uh, I went to, I went to Catholic school. Uh -huh. I went to um, St. Helens, which is probably no the school is definitely not long no longer there right. and i went to yeah. nazareth middle school which i'm sure the school is no longer there yeah. or you know and then um i went to Kearney for for high school okay so so i didn't go to the um you know city schools um but uh 
but yeah, it was, you know, probably like, some of your neighbors and, and some of your friends probably did though. For sure. Based yeah. On where you were. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. It's, yeah. I mean, having a history within the city. So like, um, you decided a running company, right? And mm -hmm. um, we have a few in yeah. Rochester, right? So there, there's a, a local um, chain fleet feet. Mm -hmm. And then there's your kind of local grow up Medved. Mm -hmm. And then you popped in and there's, there's a few other small ones like Jim Dalberth, right? Yeah, sure. And then you decided to swing in. So what was what was your thought process there when when people said, there's already running stores in Rochester. And you're like, I know. Yeah. What, was, what was your thought process? Yeah. And I think that was something that, you know, again, a little bit like I've always seen myself as a little bit more of like an outsider. Like, you know, I, I really fell in love with, you know, running as a, you know, community driven, you know, sport. So I was, I wasn't like a, you know, 430 marathon you know, or 430, um, you know, miler, you know, and, you know, mm -hmm. I was, you know, I really, you know, elite runner by any means, you know, for, for me, like the race, like, you know, Boilermaker was kind of what my really first real exposure to running, you know, and that was, I found that when I would run a race in Rochester, there would be, it was nothing like Boilermaker. And I'm not, I'm not yeah. saying like, it was like one step yeah. down. It was like 10 steps down. Mm -hmm. So really my, that was my thought. Like, how do we maybe make a little bit more like a, a more youthful energy around running? And some of the other stores I, you know, I, I went to again, they're, you know, good stores, but it was just, I didn't find one that they were in the best place to run, you know, in the city. Uh, you know, a lot of the areas that I, I would go to group runs with them, uh, it just felt like it was actually a little bit dangerous sometimes because they're either running down really <laughs> sure, busy roads. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to make something that was a little bit safer for people to come to. Um, but, but uh, you know, secondly, I just wanted something that was, um, you know, maybe a little bit, you know, different experience where, where it wasn't, you know, as like kind of, uh, you know, kind of as corporate, I guess, you know, something that was a little more family feel where you could walk in and, and see somebody that maybe, you know, hopefully you, you'd see every time you come into the store and have just more of a conversation, you know, that was, Hey, I'm, I'm just, I've been where you are. I'm, I'm not an elite runner. I'm not looking, you know, uh, you know, like, let's just talk about how to have fun and, and, and get you better and give you small things to help you so that you feel more comfortable running and hopefully have more success than just yeah. being isolated. So let's talk about Boilermaker and what you loved about it, because mm -hmm. I, that, it's a really unique, fun event, right? Yeah. So I know it's in Utica, New York. Yeah. Um, it's got a nice distance, so it's kind of accessible to people. Yeah. And then they have like- it's a, nine miles? Yeah. And then they have like this like killer after party, right? Yeah, so for if sure. you run the race, you can get the you get the drinks at the after party. They've got music going. Um, what about that event is something that you're like, Hey, we need, and what are you looking at? Or what are you doing? That's, that's bringing that here, like maybe with Johnny's or something like that, mm -hmm. or the running the green. Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. I mean, I definitely think that was, uh, you know, more than just the after party. I mean, the after party is cool and fun, yeah. but just the, you know, like during the race, during the race, you yeah. know, the first time I ran it, I mean, I definitely wasn't in, you know, nine mile or 15 K shape. You yeah. know what I mean, but, but, to you couldn't stop, especially that last mile, you couldn't stop running, you know, because, if you wanted to, you know, like people were put like literally pushing you forward. It was, you know, I, yeah. I guess, you know, I never had that um, same type of experience. Obviously you get that in the big marathons, like New York mm -hmm. city, you get that. And, you know, like Marine Corps and, you know, some of those ones that I did like LA, you know, it's like, you know, it's like yeah. my fastest mile in LA was like, it was on the last mile. One is downhill. Oh, but, really? <laughs> Gotta love a know. downhill finish. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's nice. <laughs> but having the crowd, you know, like just people around, it just, yeah. it's this energy thing, you know, that, that is weird. It's like when you hear your name, like while you're running a race, yeah. something kicks in, you know, like uh, that, that, you know, that pushes you forward. That's what I remember about Boilermaker too. When I did it, I just remember like the crowds of people that were spectating and how cool it was just to have people yeah. cheering. And it's like their Christmas or they're yeah. like, you know, it's, it's yeah. their big event. Yeah. Day. I remember um, doing it. There's always, um, I don't 
couldn't tell you how far into the race it is, but there is like a house with like a bunch of kids usually, and they have giant coolers full of like those freezy pops. Oh, nice. <laughs> and they just hand, they have them pre-cut they, they hand them out and then they've got like garbage cans a little down the road there so you can put your your little wrapper but it's I think like I know what you're talking yeah about it's that. a hot yeah. sunny day you're running up a hill like past that graveyard okay. maybe okay. and there's like hey eat this cold <laughs> awesome yeah. stuff and i'm like yes yeah and i feel like don't people hose you down too yeah. like oh, some yeah, neighbors oh yeah for sure yeah yeah it's definitely a different a different vibe from other races mm-hmm. that i had done i remember really loving that too yeah so you've got um what would you say is um, you're, where you're trying to sort of take that vibe and, and do that here? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, definitely running to the green is, is my first, you know, kind of like stab at that, you know, and it's, it's a challenge because it really is, it's a bad time of year to, uh, to, to, to really... hose people down. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just, it's just, you know, obviously in March, like it seems like the last five or six Marches, you know, like early Marches have been very cold. It has been, um, yeah. You know, which, yeah. you know, which is fine. I mean, it definitely creates uh, a, you know, an environment that's, um, you know, I mean, it's still, you still can have a great race, you right. know, at that time, but, um, but that is our first stab, you know, so we're, we're kind of starting that with like the after party, kind of trying to recreate mm-hmm. that because my feeling is if we can actually, um, create an after party, that's worth it. Um, maybe that will also encourage people to, you know, surround the race in a, in a different way or the different energy, you know, mm-hmm. also we're making it uh, closer to the parade route and a little later. Okay. So there's going to be people surrounding, you know, like, or, or gathering around main street uh, right. where the finish is going to be on main street now. So we're hoping that, you know, that kind Get of a little crowd experience. Yeah. So hopefully people that gather for the parade will realize, Oh, there's a race going on. So they'll also kind of, at least there'll be a little bit more energy and buzz there. So, so that's kind of how, you know, we're trying to bring something like the Boilermaker here, um, you know, a very small scale, but hopefully it can grow. That's awesome. And then I know you have like, um, a run, run our river series. It's like mm-hmm. a, like a summer 5k type thing. Tell me about a little bit about that. Yeah. So, and that kind of came out as an, an idea of just whenever we, we create races, it's already a busy race calendar. And there's a lot of companies that just like to kind of keep on pushing stuff like in, you know, like on, on um, days that there's already events and it's, it's tough to obviously, you know, sometimes that happens, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's, it's going to happen and that's, that's okay. But, but either way, we, we felt like a, a middle of the week 5k event would be something that people can kind of use as like a benchmark throughout the year. So people have really loved it. It's basically the same 5k for six uh, Tuesdays, um, right. you know, during, you know, over the course of the summer. Mm-hmm. So people can kind of run that first one and see if they get better throughout the year. Um, they could sign up for the whole series or just pick one or two. So it's kind of a nice way that it doesn't really conflict with any of the charity races that really make their, you know, the monies on the, on the weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a low cost way for people to get into racing. I like the idea too, of like being able to sort of check in with yourself at the beginning yeah. of that, like, Hey, I'm going to run this 5k, see where I stand. Yeah. And then can you improve that over the course of the summer? Are there ups and downs? And you can see like, where did my training really take me? Like the 5k is a, a great like barometer for that, right? Yeah. You, you yeah. can't, if you want to run an ultra every weekend, <laughs> some people do it right, oh, yeah. but you're not doing, mm-hmm. you're not really improving doing that. Right. Yeah. But if you wanted to say, okay, can I run a 5k faster at the end of these six weeks? than I did at the beginning, and I'm going to train for that over the course of the summer, including some races in the middle. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a neat idea. Yeah. And I, yeah, I think like bringing it around to trail running, sometimes I think trail running helps you to improve your road running times. Um, like I know my 5k PR came, I hadn't been running on roads at all. I had been running only on trails and I was like, well, I'm just going to do a 5k and mm-hmm. see how it goes. And it went great, which was weird because I was like, I haven't really been doing anything to prepare 
technically for a road 5k you didn't have to worry about roots or rocks or hills or mud (laughs) or deer (laughs) so i love the idea of like in the middle of the week too i mean a 5k is a good distance because you can go real hard and still be able to run other things on the weekends too so for sure and if you like run our river we're actually doing a run our trail this year which Mm. is soon to be announced uh but basically the same same mindset you know six races we probably will do different distances because I feel like for trails, obviously just the conditions also, uh, well, one wouldn't allow us to maybe go on certain, or we, you know, obviously like you try to like pick an area to run in that's not going to damage the trails. Right. Um, so, you know, that, that way I, I, you know, we can maybe have some variation, but also it's just as mm-hmm. trail runners, we like to explore. So I feel yeah. like, you know, having a little variation, but it'll be still, still that midweek chance to kind of come out in the evening and you know and run like a, a little bit different you know race so that if you don't feel like you're ready for a, yeah. one of those weekend races where yeah. you want to really post your post your time or you know like yeah. you can kind of come out and- i like the idea of both of these to like the run our trail and run our river and the opportunity to see a lot of the same people mm-hmm. we yeah. talked about that a little bit with like our group run episode with stephen daly where we said you know you come to these things and then you go to a race and, and you you can tell who's sort of quote unquote, part of the community. And this is an opportunity to really join something because you might be shy, right? Yeah. But you show up week one and you run your race and there's going to be people that are similar to your pace. Mm-hmm. And then week two, you're around those people again. And then maybe at the finish line, they're like, hey, great race today. And you're like, oh my God, you really took me on that hill. And then you can introduce yourselves, <laughs> yeah. right? And even yeah. if you're shy or not a people person per se, you, you start to feel part of something yeah. mm-hmm. so an event like that that kind of runs the course of time yeah. really gives a great opportunity for people to get out and you know the river trail is a river trail right everybody can run the river trail anytime sure but can you run it with friends and can you have that post-race feel Mm -hmm. and you know a place to go online and look at your results and it's measured and it's you know Mm -hmm. like where where else can you do that for sure thing so and that would be my chance i guess maybe if i could use two seconds to challenge anyone so anyone that's listening to this podcast (laughs) for the first time i would say that obviously as a group run we try to be as inclusive as possible Mm -hmm. in any of these group Mm -hmm. runs but it does become something that people get addicted to and then sometimes that becomes where you, as you said, you can tell who's been part of the group right. for, for a Almost while. Clicky. Almost. Yeah. It can yeah. become somewhat clicky, but I would just challenge anyone that's come to a group run, you know, like, or that's going to a group run maybe for the first time, give, you know, you have to really kind of also be willing to, to give it a little extra effort on your own, on your own side, because a lot of times it can be, um, if you don't put that extra effort in, you yeah. know, like you don't always get that, the same amount of effort, you know, it can be challenging, I guess, yeah. in a group run. So if you're going to it for a first time, just give it a couple, you know, give it, yeah. give it a couple uh, cycles because I, I guarantee if you stick with it for two, three times, you'll feel like more of an insider. That first time can be super intimidating. I've been mm-hmm. there, um, but just make sure you, you know, you go back two or three times. Um, it's one of the yeah. things I like about your shop too, is that when we walk in, because it's not some behemoth, like uh, it's not like a Dick's Sporting Goods, right? You walk sure. in, you're like, where is everybody? It's like, People are there and everybody turns to, when that door opens, literally everybody, everybody turns and looks yeah. and then everybody says hello. Sure. Right. And not everywhere do you go where people say, hello, how can I help you? Sure. Right. Like sometimes yeah. people might wander around for a few minutes and um, it's not like a sales technique. Right. It's literally, hey, how are you? Yeah. Yeah. So um, we've got a couple of um, noisemakers that we're about to use today. So yeah. um, cheers. Cheers. Cheers.
<laughs> uh, we're gonna change topics real quick. What yeah. are we drinking right now? We're drinking some uh, cold, refreshing Genesee light. So some Jenny light brewed for and, generations. Um, yeah. Today is uh, registration opened on many lights. Very exciting. And we we're doing a little partnership here. So this is the first time that we'll really do something together. Um, so we're gonna put on many light, which is a, a short version of many on the Jenny. Um, short. Yes. Yeah. Sure, I know. <laughs> Round about 20 miles. I'm like, yeah. this is the second time this episode because you also were like, that Boilermaker is an accessible distance. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, nine think miles. I think it is. Bro. You know, I haven't run in a while, but I think I could, think I could pull it off. Um, but push, yes. pull, and drag it in. Yeah. yeah. That's right. They don't, don't care how you finish. Yeah. You do finish. <laughs> um, so, Many Light um, registration opened today, um, and we're pretty stoked about this event. It's. Um, so obviously we've both spent a decent amount of time in Letchworth yep. and um, you have as well. Uh, Sheila grew up going there. I grew up going there. Her family's name is carved into some tree somewhere where they did some vandalism. Oh, I don't yeah. like to, I don't like <laughs> to think about that, um, but I remember as a kid going to yeah. see my parents' tree. But um, that race is going to be awesome because it's going to be peak foliage weekend. That's awesome. Um, and even if it's pouring rain and cold, so the beautiful. trees will still be in that full color. Mm -hmm. um, and we picked the weekend specifically for that. And we had quite a bit of dealings with the park mm -hmm. um, because they will have to close the park down sometimes because, because it gets so too busy. busy. Wow. So okay. they actually yeah. have to close the entrance down. So we had to agree to run uh, an early-ish start. So right around day rise, sunrise, we'll, we'll start. And that's why we're running that course from south to north because everybody heads to the north end of the park to look at the waterfalls and the trees. And we're going to be running away from that. Okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm pretty excited. Uh, we're going to work together on this yeah. and um, it's going to be a really, really cool day. Yeah. yeah. Couple nope. of aid stations out there and then some couple hundred runners, right? Yeah, no, that's, I, I just love as, as we talked about with like, you know, my street growing up 19th Ward. Yeah. I mean, just to me, it's like, one of the things that I, my favorite season, you know, has always been the fall. So this is like a perfect, when you came to me with this idea, I, you know, absolutely. Yes. Because it's just to be yeah. some, you know, to be out in, mm -hmm. in that uh, one, the temperature obviously should be perfect for a should race, be. you know, and then, you know, then having the, the views would be great. We went down last year on the day that the race will be this year. So mm -hmm. like, we're like, what's it going to look like exactly a year out? And it was, probably like a 50 degree morning with a calm sunrise. We can't guarantee this. Yeah. Obviously. yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah the, we do. The sun, <laughs> sun kind of came out of the gorge with a little bit of that steam coming off the river. Yeah. And um, we were just like, we have got to do this. Yeah. No, that's <laughs> so, awesome. Yeah. yeah. And, and the amount of watermelon we'll have. We'll, keep, we'll, push yeah. through the well listen, when, when, <laughs> when you partner with somebody that likes watermelon, they can bring the watermelon. <laughs> <laughs> But it so. won't be provided by us. Yeah. But normal, <laughs> but normal, we're hiking out the aid stations, right? I, mean, I yeah, was just about so to yeah, say this will be a little the bit. The aid stations are literally right on the road. Okay. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So T Tables is an aid station, okay. and you have a parking lot right there. Okay. And one of the most beautiful overlooks in the That's entire gorgeous. park is right at T Tables. Awesome. Okay. So that aid station, those folks are going to have a full day of fall foliage, and then the other aid station is right at the campground entrance where we do. The, they're the same two aid stations on the front that we use for many on the okay. journey. Mm -hmm. We're just going in the other direction. Okay. So I think what you're saying is that, you know, even if you, if you can't come out and race, you could volunteer at some super scenic yeah. spots. Absolutely. Yeah, okay. Absolutely. And if your family is coming with you as a racer, it's, it's a really scenic mm -hmm. route for them to view you. There's lots of spots that you can view That's your great. runner and also lots of spots to stop and take in the views that and maybe then, you. Yeah. Letchworth 
has added some stuff for families in the last five to 10 years that has just made it. The park was already incredible, but now they have what they have the nature center, the autism nature trail, the ant, they call it. And it's mm. really cool. We actually just checked it out. I don't know why we hadn't gone there yet, but we're always on the trails. Yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> well, you're connecting a part of the trails, right? For many on the Jenny, I think too. I think you talked about that one of the podcasts. Yes. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yep. yeah. So we're building a new trail. That's awesome. Yeah. That was quite a, quite an on-taking with the parks department. So to build a new trail in a New York state park, you had like five or six departments we had to work with. So there was the like geology people to make sure that you were on stable ground where yeah. you were going to run and put a trail. There was the environmental people that had to make sure that like there's a couple of stream crossings that we actually have to build a little bridge over instead of just crashing through mm. because there is a rare blue bellied newt or something like that. Like <laughs> yeah, really like some uh, kind of a yeah. salamander. Salamander, yeah. yeah. And, and so we they didn't want us running through that. Like he it's like they, an the biologist species. went out and looked and found a couple and said, Nope, you can't put a trail here unless you put a bridge here. Wow. Um, so we'll be building some bridges as part of that. Um, then we had to have our the historical folks had to go out because you know. Um, Letchworth is um, traditional Native American grounds. Yeah. And so to make sure that there was nothing that would be in the locations that we would be in that would be disturbing um, some of the, you know, I guess, like history sacred. and sacred areas yeah. that, that exist in, within the park. Yeah. So it was, it was pretty cool. And then we finally, then we had to walk through it with the park trail manager and say yeah, like, yeah. what's the route we want and map it out and flag it and so yeah and that's something from i mean especially obviously i've learned more and more as we put on events as i always knew you know before i opened the store but just yeah. i think sometimes as, as a as a racer we don't always value just the amount of work and effort that goes in you know goes into this stuff because a lot of times we're thinking man you know i gotta pay 55 dollars for this race <laughs> you know this is expensive what yeah. am i you know and i'm just gonna get a t-shirt type thing but you know i feel like it you know, every race is different, obviously, but mm -hmm. you know, it's always amazing to me when I talk to you about races, the amount of work and, and a lot of times, you know, like the things behind the scenes that yeah. you see just to make the events go smoothly, you right. know, you know, that's how I always feel about running the green. It's like, there's a ton of, you know, I was, we're working with the city, we're working with, right. you know, a lot of different, uh, you know, people and, you know, and that's what I love about it though, too, is to be collaborative and yeah. to, to get yourself invested in those organizations. Because I think the more mm -hmm. we can show them that, running is important you know the more chances we'll have to actually maximize those yeah. those yeah. those things and and create um you know as you said you're, you're literally creating new trails yeah. you know, which is, yeah. which is awesome being collaborative man you get to talk to a million new people um the race went live today and of course immediately started the emails uh, <laughs> people love to ask questions mm -hmm. um have you had a favorite weird question that's come to you as a store owner or race director that you're like why would you ask that other than when eric first messaged you yeah. and was like who are you hey when eric fake messaged me with different yeah. email addresses yeah, yeah. I, uh, no um uh, i actually don't know if that's happened but i feel like it has um but no i mean i i can't think of one off the top of my head i guess a lot of times it does you know, I, I always had to realize that, the, you know, text messages and emails sometimes are just are kind of off the cuff where yeah. people are people are maybe about to go to sleep and they just fire off, you know, an email. It used to be something more like a letter, an email, yeah. you know, where you actually wrote Dear, right. you know, Dear Rochester Running Company. And it was more eloquent. And now it's it's very much it's quick. Yeah, yeah, it's very quick. And it's almost like an IMS, you know, or a AIM type, yeah. uh, you know, type interaction. Showing your so, age here. I, was just I know. Say, What's AIM? So, <laughs> um, I'm going to tell my favorite one and oh then boy. we'll take a quick break um, and come back. So um, I have 
received I, I have a list of of these funny emails and and stuff i keep them i, I have a, a folder called lamentations of a race director i should archive mine I guess. and I'd, <laughs> we, I'd love to do an episode on this someday yeah. we would answer all the ridiculous questions <laughs> but this one came in from someone that was they lived out of state from it and they were going to run many on the jenny they said hey i'm coming in a weekend in may could you please mark the course for me i'd like to preview it and I was like, hey, man, the turn-by-turn -turn directions are on the website, <laughs> yeah. like literally to the tenth of a mile. There's a GPS map on there. You can, I'm like, there are Gaia directions. Everything's on there. I'm like, you just load it up and go. And he's like, yeah, but I'm coming from out of state. Could you at least mark the turns? <laughs> and I, I wrote back and I was like, hey, you know, this is like 45 miles of trail. I'm like, to go out and mark, I'm like, it takes two days oh, sometimes sure. to get this whole thing done. And he, he wrote back again and he said, so are you going to be doing that? And I just wrote, no. <laughs> <laughs> and I was, I literally thought, gee, is somebody pranking me here? Yeah. Like, but that, so. is, that is somewhat That's some of the questions that, that come in. Yeah. And they are really funny sometimes and, or infuriating. And I was like, can you believe this email I just got? Yeah. So, all right, we'll leave it at that. We're going to take a quick break and then we'll be back to talk about um, a fireman calendar and, and Jonathan. Oh boy. <laughs> All right, we're back. Um, we we took a nice break and hammered a bunch of Jenny lights. And, <laughs> no, that's not true. We didn't do that. We sipped them. Yes. So responsibly. Yeah, responsibly. <laughs> always responsibly. So um, talked a lot a lot of stuff in the first half there, um, and I kind of teased the sexy fireman bit. But um, you are you are a Rochester City Fire Department person. What do you call yourself? Where am I going here? I'm getting tongue tied. I'm like, what is happening? You know, I'll be honest. I was thinking about the calendar. Oh, I, I, I see. I see. Yeah. So you've been doing that for how long? Have you been doing that? What's that like for you? Yeah. So I've been a city firefighter for ten years now, which is crazy to to say that honestly. And, it's a long time. And I got really, you know, really lucky and blessed with that too. You know, I kind of on my interview said like I just wanted to make a you know good life great because it's it's an awesome opportunity and an awesome job. Mm -hmm. um, just to be able to be again in the city that you, you grew up in mm -hmm. and you know hopefully doing some good you know so i mean i don't know you know over 10 years i hope that i've you know made a little bit of an impact and you know obviously you just you just hope that like you're there when you know like when a situation you know comes in that you can help you know yeah. so that's that's pretty one much of the things i love is if i'm in the shop and we're hanging out talking and look at his shoes anytime a truck goes by they're <laughs> or they'll hit the siren <laughs> and it, so like that's that kind of Again, this like community, community right? Like yeah. you're part of a few communities, but like they want to make it known, hey, here we are. Yeah. Right. Every time they go by, they don't do that just for any shop. Sure, you know? sure. So that's kind of that's kind of neat. That no, is cool. Sure. Yeah. And in addition to that, because you don't have enough jobs with the two of those things, you <laughs> also are a husband and a new dad. So how's that going? That is true. It's going great. We have a newborn uh, baby Paige who's uh, twelve weeks. Uh, Monday. So she's, she's growing up fast. It is insane. I mean, people tell you, you know, uh, you know, always about like, you know, what it's going to be like, but mm -hmm. it really is something that you just can't, yeah. uh, you, you know, you have to experience and it's just, you know, you'll tell somebody how your baby is. And then you realize that in next week, it could be completely different, different. you know, yeah. you know, but she's changing, you know, um, you know, constantly. So it's just, it's really cool to see those constant changes and it. Mm -hmm. It does make you really kind of in a way, like, you know, sad because it's just, you'll never see that. It's not like you can go back in time, you right. know? Um, so, uh, you know, so you just have to value, you know, every, 
you know, interaction you have as they mm-hmm. grow. And it's just that growth is so rapid. I guess we just don't think of, of uh, growing up like, you know, since I'm 20, I don't, I haven't really thought of growing up really. I just right. assumed I've been 25 for the last 20 <laughs> years. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's just kind of that, uh, that constant change is, is pretty remarkable. Yeah. Is she running yet? She's not, <laughs> but she's not crawling, but she I'm is, teasing. she's smiling. And so I need you to join my movement. Okay. We're going to only speak um, of our children in terms of how many days old they are uh, <laughs> because I do can appreciate every day. So what is that like 84 days or something like that? Right. Yeah. It's gotta so, be something close to the yeah, So, yeah. um, so we're going to talk in days from now on. Okay. So like in a few years, you'll be like, she's 842 days <laughs> <laughs> and people will be like, what is he yeah. talking about? But I'm going to get everybody on. We're going to do this. No, it's, it'll, that's it'll uh, unique, but I think, uh, something that we can definitely start. where we should put our energy. Yeah, like, yeah. You're, you're, she goes to school and she's in like kindergarten. They're like, how old are you? She's like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, we definitely have been, I mean, I kind of got my wife on it, but taking the, the, the weekly pictures because I just That's wanted cool. to, you know, I think it's one of those things that she wouldn't have spearheaded, but she'll super, I think, like at the end of it, I'm yeah. hoping, you know, and just, but it is like, for me, it's more just like, I don't do sometimes as good a job as valuing, um, you know, the, the, the changes, you know, or, yeah. or, or making sure I, I, I take pictures of those things. So I just been trying to, you know, it's one of those things that keeps me accountable at least yeah. every week to take a picture. And someday she'll love to look at them too. I would think, I you hope know, so. yeah, it's crazy to think back. Like, you know, we started an email account for her. I'm just starting to try oh, to email cool. her too, you know, so like that way, you know, like someday. it's kind of a journal of something Aww. that she can look back to, you know? So that's kind of the thing where, uh, you know, we didn't have that as, I mean, right. I, 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 but I do remember looking book. through the albums and things, yeah. you know, so that's kind of yeah. cool. What we had, so when I would cry as a kid, I wouldn't get, a, I wouldn't get an email. This from is my this is something for my you to consider. My dad would put me in my bedroom, and then he would okay. turn the vacuum cleaner on outside of my bedroom door, and then he would go downstairs and watch TV. <laughs> <laughs> my mom would come home and be like, "What are you doing?" Yeah. <laughs> That's he was like, "Oh, he wouldn't stop crying." I'm taking notes. Yeah, you should, good yeah. explain, Eric. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I'm so loud. Yeah, I just, exactly. I was just trying to be heard. Yeah, but so you, you've got the new dad stuff, and it's. How could you compare it to watching kind of the store grow up, right? The store is seven years old, yeah. six years old. So you've sort of been through like a major life thing that you raised. Yeah. No, it's, yeah. And I didn't expect, I mean, I guess when I first started the store too, that was what was kind of ironic about the whole thing is I, you know, I expected just, you know, I was kind of doing my own thing. And I guess I just, I saw it so much as collaborative and, you know, like mm-hmm. kumbaya community. And then I started and then there's, you know, you know, local running stores that are literally like blacklisting me from getting different brands and things. And I'm like, I never realized this was a thing. You know, I I just, I thought we were, you know, like working, you know, because everything I see from messaging from other stores too is still about, you know, community and working together. And then I, you know, I start something and it's like literally people like are, are, I felt like from, there's certain people that are either defensive of the community they started, which I understand. I mean, because, Mm -hmm. you know, that's, that's totally like fair, Mm -hmm. but I guess, you know, because especially if you don't know where I'm coming from, you know, um, you know, but then also just working, you know, to literally run me out of business, you know, which I guess I just never, I never thought that was something, you know, I never considered it, you know, I think it's, it's an interesting concept too. like, so, um, you know, Chris O'Brien runs a podcast. And one of the things that he and I, yeah, Sheila was on with him for a little while with that too, is that he has a thing where he likes to talk about like pie. And Hmm. are you trying to get your slice of pie? And take it and run or are you trying to like add an ingredient to mm-hmm. the pie right so it's like how do you view the world impacts how you view your own business 
for example, right? So like we're trying to like add to the community, right? Not to section it off sure. and say that piece is mine. Yeah. So well, and I think it's just for me, it's always like, you know, again, so I guess growing to private Catholic school, one of the, you know, like um things I always took was to much who to whom much has been given, much is, you know, will be expected. You know, I mean that yeah. I think it, whether religious or not, I think that is something that at least I value. So yeah. I feel like I've been given a lot of, of advantages in life. I mean, I've, I've literally had, I've had two amazing parents, which some people, you yeah. know, like right. a lot, a lot of people don't have. Yeah. Right. I've had, I've, I've grown up in this, I do did grow up in the city, but I went to private school. I mean, I had mm -hmm. so many advantages so that literally when I joined the fire department at 28, that's why I guess I said, I want to make a good life great because I literally have nothing else. If, if, if I was taken from the world or I, you know, like right. passed, I mean, I would have, I really have no regret. I mean, I've had so many experiences. I've, mm -hmm. I've fallen in love. I've gotten married. I've, I've, I've had a baby, you know, I mean, there's nothing that is owed to me in this life by any means, yeah, you know, right. I, you know, so, so that's where I guess to me, it's like, if I can create something that's positive for people or people feel like they have a better experience within the world, I don't know, to me, like that's, that's all I'm looking for. Yeah. Is, you know, oh. yeah, I feel like the city can give a lot to people and, and you've sort of found a way to give back a little. And someone might say, oh, look, well, he's sure he's still trying to make money off of it, though. And I was like, well, yeah, but that's not how it feels when we go in there, <laughs> right? Um, sometimes I've been in there where people have come in and, you know, somebody has their mindset on a shoe and in some some spots they might try to upsell you. Mm -hmm. and, and you've let everybody try their shoes on. I've literally watched it, right? And then they see the price and they say, do you have anything more affordable? Mm -hmm. And you say, we do. And you bring those options or you say this one is more than that one and and you let people make a decision that might be the best one for them rather than saying well that's not a good shoe for you <laughs> you know it's like well it might not be a great shoe for that person but it might be the shoe that person can afford right now sure yeah you know and sometimes we don't want to turn those folks away either right yeah. like so more of a because next time they come in they might want to try the other one hey this yeah. one didn't you're right this one didn't work <laughs> what else do you got you know and they, yeah. they trust you a little bit more sure and I, and I think like anything though, too, I mean, you know, you talk about, um, you know, you talk about, I mean, so obviously every business needs to, you know, to be profitable to, to exist, you know? So that's, I guess, like the biggest thing where, yeah. where sometimes that is a struggle, but sometimes I do want to do stuff that's, you know, more, you know, like that, where I, you know, am able to help out somebody that maybe can't afford certain shoes or things like that, you know, but you know, the big thing is I want to also stay in business, you know? So that's yeah. where like the kind of like the fine line balances, you know, where it's like, I can, you know, I can do enough to kind of keep us profitable so that there is purpose, you know, yeah. mm -hmm. um, because, you know, if obviously if I just run myself out of business, then I won't be around and then I can't help people, you know, so right. it right. is that fine line of like, what can we do charitable, um, you know, and what can we, mm -hmm. you know, what, but also like we need to actually be a viable business, right. you know, otherwise. You and know, I think everybody that really sits and thinks about it understands that, right? Like what can a local business give back, right? Mm -hmm. And like you are truly a local business. So like when we talk about like run our city and it's like, yeah, you're everything that you're doing is coming from the city. You know, any permit fees that you pay are going to the city mm -hmm. insurance is, you know, from an insurance agent and like all these things sure. that happen, right? Um, you're paying rent to a facility that's in the city, right in College Town. Yeah. Um, you're, when people come to run in the store and then they go to eat in one of the restaurants that's right near the store, um, you know, all of that money then is just staying here, mm -hmm. right? And so that's, mm -hmm. I think sometimes people have a hard time, they wanna buy their shoes online or their gear or whatever. And it's like, you don't really save that much mm -hmm. compared to how much you can give to a place, right? Yeah. And, um, I don't necessarily think people really 
think about that because the sport has gotten a little expensive sure. recently, but being able to say, Hey, I purchased this at the store. I ran from the store. I, you know, I shopped near the store, mm -hmm. all these things. Um, it really helps the community yeah. out in more than just you. Yeah, yeah, for you sure. Know? No, so, and, that, and that would be my other, my, I guess, like second challenge if I wanted to, you know, challenge people is just to, just to take a second and, and think before you make a purchase. And again, I'm not saying for, I mean, I've done shopping on Amazon and, and, yeah, and sure. it's not like, you know, just I today. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying that Amazon, you know, like, you know, like we had to do our baby registry, which drove me nuts, you know, all right. through Amazon, you know, um, but you know, just because, you know, I, I'm sure there's other ways, but like at least that's what, you know, ended up, it's the easiest sometimes, you know, right. but, but especially when you make big purchases, like a lot of times what kills me is somebody will say, you know, Oh, I just bought this new Phoenix, you know, seven or eight or, you know, like on, you know, online and, and they literally paid the same amount that I could get, you know, could get it for. And those are big purchases. That's, that's, right. that's a profit of, of three, $400, you know, like, mm -hmm. you know, for, yeah. for a local store. So that would be my biggest challenge is like whenever you're making like a really big purchase, especially, you know, like consider those local stores. If you're making, you know, buying, a, you know, like a lawnmower or something like that, you know, if there's some smaller local operations, mm -hmm. try to give them those businesses because that's sometimes like a huge yeah, payday huge you know, blessing, for them yeah. or a huge blessing. As you mm -hmm. said, you can pay your staff for an extra week or right. whatever, you know, it's, it's those things yeah. that can really keep a business open, you know, right. and, and you don't see that sometimes when you're on the outside because you just see, oh, like. This, this wasn't quite like how I wanted or I didn't have that experience quite the way I thought I would, you know, right. um, but it really can make a difference to uh, to an individual because at the end of the day, there's a person at the end of, of every single, um, you know, I mean, whether it be Amazon or yeah. us, uh -huh. it's ultimately there's a person at the end that's that's affected and would, and would love to work with you, you know. Yeah, for yeah. sure. I love it. So before we wrap up yeah. there, in the sense of kind of community. Um, we have our Trail Runner of the Year series, and we have races from all different aspects of the Rochester community, like sort of represented. So there's Trails Rock races, there's Goose Adventure Racing, there's Medved, mm -hmm. there's um, Robin Hood Racing, which is your race arm. Yeah, right? for sure. So Robin Hood Racing is where Rochester Running Company puts their races under. And then, you know, like I said, we have some of our own. So we have... Um, not everything is live yet, but Muddy Sneaker is going live soon. So mm -hmm. we, we have race. to make some announcements, right? Yeah. Um, all of the Trails Rock races went live today. And then we'll put some websites in the show notes for these. But real quick, we're going to kick the series off with Muddy Sneaker, which is in April. And that race, we talked a little bit about it last week. That's mm -hmm. awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, sure. Medved Madness is in May. I'm signed up. Yep. I also did. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Are you yeah. doing the full course or the short course? I'm signed up for the full course. So. Nice. All right. All right. So. Um, then in June, we have our six-hour Mephomidal. And we're going to do an episode on really what Mephomidal is all about. But yeah. that's a six-hour looped course. It's a really cool opportunity to get out there and get some, some miles some in. good miles. Um, July, which is one of your races here, is zero SPF. And, so, and we have a relay now, too. Yep. Although I don't know if the relay Ooh. will be part of the... Uh, just, the re just the solo events for the... Yeah. For the Troy series, Troy. but the relay adds a great twist to the event. Yeah, no, it's been fun. Last year was received really well. Yeah, um, and then August we have the um, Swain Mountain Run. Yes, that's also one of our events, and it is it is a challenging you know race. I mean, it's, it's, there's no doubt about it. But it's uh, it's about a 10k up and down Swain Mountain, um, up the hills, yeah. down the hills, up the hills, down the yeah. hills. And it's but it's I mean hills, mountains. It's definitely like has yeah <laughs> <laughs> Swain Mountain yeah. is in the name. So yeah, no, yeah. but it's it's uh. No, it's 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 more runnable than some other. Yeah. Races and so like that. mountain running is a really cool aspect of the trail. So they call it what mutt. So right. Yeah. So you've got your mountain, ultra, and trail. Mm -hmm. um, so mountain running is a really cool experience, and there's really nothing close by other than if you want to drive out to Placid to do the White Face Sky Race, 
um, this is the closest feel for that. So you can get, you can understand what one of those races feels like without having to drive somewhere crazy to do it. So it's kind of a neat experience right here close to Yeah, home. and if you're running twisted, it's kind of a good timeline actually too to get some you know some serious elevation in a short amount of time. You yeah. know, and then in September. Um, we add in um, the breadsticks half marathon, which is one of your events. Yep. And we can eat as many breadsticks as we want. After the race, yeah. All the breadsticks. <laughs> yep. And then um, this year for the first time, we're going to switch to um, many light is going to be an, an end of the series. And our goal is to be able to score it so that we can celebrate at the finish line oh, for, great. for the winners of the series. Have the prizes there, make the announcements. We have a lodge rented that has a fireplace. So in case the weather's bad, we can do all that stuff inside. Sounds romantic. Yeah. <laughs> and so, how does scoring work for the Troy series for the It is of as the year? simple as it gets. So um, each race is worth 100 points. The winner gets 100 points. And then second place gets 99 points. Third place gets 98 points and, and down. Right. So we score mm -hmm. the first 100 people in each event. Okay. Um, and then what happens is we take, cause there's eight races. I think it's eight. We take your top four scores okay. and that's how we score the, the race. Cause we, that way somebody doesn't have to make every single one to be part of the series. You yeah. just have to run four of them, get your top four scores. If you win them all, you get 400 points. And, um, if somebody else, it would be, it would be impossible, right? Cause there, you couldn't really have somebody else win then cause you would have your 400 points. Mm -hmm. Um, but last year it came down to the last race for um, our masters race and for our open female race. It all both came down to the last event, so that was kind of Just exciting. Kind of exciting yeah. yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be awesome too if we know that you know that there's going into on, these going races, into many like yeah. yeah, there's so, a couple people there. So that's why if you want to participate in the Troy series and you want to support local running races, you've got to get into these races when they open. Because a lot of them, because of sustainability reasons and course caps, they have a limited number of runners. So like many light has 200 runners. Mm -hmm. If you want to win the Troy series, you need those points. You don't want to be sitting on a waiting list, hoping to get in. Yeah. So I would register for all of these events as early as and those are all event. great events. I was just going to say awesome yeah. too, and once yeah. a month. So it's kind of cool. Cause you're, and it's a great variety, right? Yes. You've yes. got like a 20 K you've got an ultra distance. If you want to, with that Mofamato race in there, yeah. you got a half marathon, you got a mountain race. You got, a, mm -hmm. it's really a pretty cool nice mix of events. Yeah. yeah. And all different fun. parks, all different trails, which all is also there, nice. Yeah. We go from the Finger Lakes to Letchworth. We're in Victor. We're up in Durand. We're all mm -hmm. over the place. Yeah. yeah. So that's that. Um, I guess we'll wrap it up with that. We still didn't get a promise on the fireman calendar. Is that a thing that you, 12 months of John. Uh, I will work on that uh, yeah. in the future. Calendar our city. He didn't say no. Yeah. yeah he didn't say he no. did not say We'll no. check back in with him in a few weeks and see <laughs> how our progress is coming. Maybe Stagnant. once, maybe once the run, when the run of the green is over and we've got a few green drinks in them, maybe we can get that calendar started. <laughs> so, Oh, boy. Do you want to talk about what we're going to do next week? Or do you want me to do that? Sure. You okay, can I'll jump work. in on that. So next week. <laughs> We are going to be celebrating uh, Black History Month um, and, and what that means to running, what that means to us locally here. Um, our goal is to have um, a really vibrant discussion with some guests um, and just talk about some of the amazing things and celebrate um, Black History Month here locally in Rochester in the running scene. So that's what we're going to be doing next week. Yeah. So. It'll be fun. I'm excited. All right. Well, hey, John, thanks for joining us. Thank you. And I'm sure we'll have you back on sometime. All right. Sounds great. Thank all you right. all for listening. Adios. Sounds great. <laughs>